Hello, welcome to The Witch Source. I'm Whitney. And I'm Courtney. And we are The Witch Source. And we are again recording the podcast live on uh, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we haven't got any feedback on whether you guys uh, like this or not. So we're just going to keep going with it until you let us know if if you want us to continue with the lives or if you liked it better not being live. If you don't want to see our faces, just let us know. Right. Well, and I'm thinking about like the people that listen to the podcast, like driving or something. Right. And they're like used to just listening to the conversation without some of the extra uh they might be like why what is this extra stuff going on so all right so this episode we are talking about alitha also known as summer solstice midsummer or several other names did you have others um well with the celts uh they called it Albin Heffen. Yeah. Albin Heffen, which means the light of the shore or light of summer. Hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. And um, I have a note that Litha means moon. Moon. Yeah, I think so. my husband liked that um, <clears throat> it was, uh, you know, in cancer and had to deal with the moon because, you know, he's a cancer. Right, right. Yeah, we definitely need to get. Oh, you know what? Let me get uh, here in the group so I can see the comments. Hey, Pamela. Now I can see. Uh, chat. Trying to make sure I can see all of the chat. Gotcha, gotcha. I guess I'm seeing everything. I don't know. Sometimes I can't tell. Um, <laughs> All right. So, uh, Litha or the summer solstice is typically celebrated on or around June 21st. Um, but it, it officially occurs, um, when the sun is at one degrees cancer. Mm -hmm. And that is like the official day of the summer solstice. And what's really cool is, it is a, a celebration of, um, I saw one comment of that it was a celebration of fire and ice. Um, and, but essentially it's fire and water because, um, of course, it celebrates the sun and the moon um, because Litha means moon. And, you know, it occurs at that one degree is cancer and the moon is the planet for cancer. And that's, of course, associated with water. So you've got this aspect of the, the the blending of the fire and the water, and and it's also a, a bonfire festival as well, um, and we can get into some of that in a little bit. But I just think it's really cool that it has that duality there. Um, right. But it marks the beginning of summer, and summer runs from June 21st to September 21st, um, and. Summer solstice is the longest day of the year. Which is as opposed to the shortest 
day of the year, which would be the winter, winter solstice. So I, I can see the fire and ice because, you know, it, it is kind of the counterparts of the two. Right, right. Yule being the, the opposite there. So um, like you said, in the shortest day of the year. So I think that's really cool. So after the immediately the day after summer solstice, the days start getting shorter again. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, and the nights the nights slowly start to get uh, longer. Hi, Cole. Oh. Thanks for joining. <laughs> so, um, but it's just it's a really cool thing to think about, like the duality and the the back and forth, that fire and ice, and yeah. um, how the planets play to it. And um, actually, I was reading there's some really cool things that you can see in the heavens and the stars at at the time of midsummer as well. Uh, and if there's time, maybe I'll touch on a little bit of that. Um, it's just a little bit of something. I'm not going to act like I know what I'm talking about. It's just some stuff, I, some research I found uh, talking about some different constellations that you can see. So I will mention them and then let you guys do your own research there on those if you're interested in trying to, to pinpoint those in the heavens. I think there's an app for that too now. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I think it's Skynet or something like that. My kids have that app. And it is so neat um, because you, you just hold it up. You can see the constellations that are below you, but you can also see the constellations, you know, uh, around you, or um, you're able to see the, um, the satellites. It'll oh, show okay. you satellites. Um, cool. But yeah, it, we, you were talking about the constellations and, and, that made me think of, do you remember last summer when all of the planets were in alignment yes. and, and you could see them across the sky? That that was really neat. That that made me think of that. Let's see. Oh, this Let's is Pamela. Yeah. She says, Midsummer folklore dictates that the summer solstice is a liminal magical time uh, where spirits and fairies, yes, 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 are able to cross more easily into the human world. It's a time to expect the unexpected and allow yourself to believe that wishes really can come true because there's magic in the air. Absolutely. I love it. Definitely a time for the fairies. Um, okay. So I'm going to give us, if you're cool with that, I'm going to give us a quick rundown of all of the um, properties and then okay. we'll get into some more of the fun stuff. But that way, if you guys are, are wondering about some of the properties associated, we can go ahead and get that uh, out there. Okay, so uh, I mentioned that it, the zodiac sign is Cancer um, and the solar system is the moon and the sun. Uh, and the time of day is midday, right? Because it is the longest. So of course, right in the middle of the day is gonna be your peak time. Um, but there is there are a, a lot of, um, rituals that begin at sunrise to bring the, uh, the sunrise to bring the sun in that day as well. Uh, the element is fire and water and the colors, um, that I've got here are blue, gold, green, and red. So, which is interesting. I mean, I get the, the blue for the water and the gold for like the sun and the red, the blending of those two. And of course the green, because it's when everything will be really green as we're moving towards the harvest time. Um, 
I almost expected some more yellow and orange though. I definitely think you could add that in though. Hi, Yana or Deanne. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Um, okay, so uh, I'll come back to the gods and goddesses because we'll probably touch on those. But the trees are birch, elder, okay. holly, laurel, linden, and oak. Um, there's also mistletoe, saffron. Those are a couple others. Um, and herbs are chamomile, heather, heliotrope, lavender, mugwort, roses, rue, St. John's wort, and vervain. Uh, gemstones are alexandrite, amethyst, azurite, malachite. That's the combination of the two words. And the, uh, both are in the one stone. Uh, diamond, emerald, garnet, which we found some of this weekend, maybe we can talk about. Yeah. Um, golden topaz, jade, lapis lazuli, which I didn't used to like, but now is a favorite of mine. Um, mm. <laughs> malachite by itself, uh, fire opal, quartz, ruby, uh, fennel, tiger's eye, and zircon. So um, those are some of the stones, uh, the gems and minerals. Uh, associated with Litha and summer solstice. Um, so we went and had some fun this weekend. We did. We went sluicing or, you know, gym mining. Um, we went to, what was it? Uh, Emerald Hollow out yeah, in Hidden Night, North Carolina. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, when you go out there, you get the options to carry a bucket and shovel and go dig some dirt. Um <laughs> and bring it back and you can, you know, pan through it. Um, or you could go down to the creek and, you know, uh, pan through, you know, they give, they give you a small shovel and you can just pan through the creek. Um, we found a lot of, uh, we found a lot of quartz uh, uh, when uh, doing the earth, you know, digging up the ground. Um, but it was really neat when we moved over to the creek. Um, I, I found a really nice emerald out there. And, and what did you find? Uh, I found, um, I'm pretty sure it's a ruby. It's crystal clear, bright red. Uh, it's small, you guys. So nothing to get overly, overly excited about. But we were excited when we found these pieces. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, it's pretty tiny, but it could go like in a ring or something. Um, right. I wouldn't be able to cut it anymore. It would have to be based as it is, but it's really, it's very clear. It's very beautiful. Uh, we also found, you found that emerald. Um, mm -hmm. Some people around us found some sapphires. Yep. Uh, really beautiful blue. Um, we also found some garnets. Yeah. And I, I found some rubies while I was panning. So if you haven't tried that, you definitely, it's, it's a great way, you know, it was $25 a person and mm -hmm. we were out there all day and we were able to find some really neat stuff. Yeah. It was a lot of fun just being outside in the Creek. Like we were, you know, ankle deep in this Creek. Um, and there were some larger rocks and boulders that we were able to sit on. Um, but you know, just getting your hands in the water and your feet in the dirt in the water. Um, it was a really nice day of just getting really grounded, reconnected out in nature. Uh, and we found some really cool stuff and we got to spend some time together. So that was really nice. 
Uh, we were able to find some shady spots because we both burned here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so bad. So that was a lot of fun. We highly recommend it. Um, go try it out if you haven't. Um, it was a lot of fun. All right. So the magical creatures uh, associated with uh, Litha and Summer Solstice, of course, is the Fae, the fairies, the little folks, um, the Fae folk. They are, they're really awesome. Um, and we had an opportunity. We actually, I think we've talked about it before, but we found some fairies. And it was around midsummer, wasn't it, when we saw them? Yeah, we were at a baseball game. And they were, we, we had gone outside and they were, they were not lightning bugs. They were not like, no, I, were went, not. I went out into the field because we were like, what are all those lights? Cause they were, they were flashing kind of, we're not, not really even flashing more kind of solid, I think. Right. Um, and they were all out in this field and it was me, you and rooster. And we're like, what are these? So I think I was the only one that worked up the courage to actually go out there and see what they were. But when you walked out there, there wasn't anything there. Yeah. Like, they were, I'm like, they I were can't, gone. I can't see these things. And the crazy thing is, um, is that we took pictures of it. We took pictures of this field and they showed up on our camera and it wasn't yeah. like, what the next day or what have you we were yeah. trying to find these pictures and nobody has them nobody has the pictures and like everybody like the three of us were taking pictures you could see it on the camera we saw the pictures they were there you could see the glow the glow of the lights and it was mm -hmm. just above um it's like they were dancing just above the grass so they're all low you know lightning bugs you'll see like flashing up in the sky high yeah it wasn't like that. They were all just like dancing in this field right above the grass. Um, and then when we were trying to find the pictures the next day, none of us had any of the pictures on our, on our phones. It was the craziest thing, but it was so cool, but it was, it was right. It was summertime. We were leaving the baseball field and there was just, just this huge it was so open hot outside. Yeah. I remember that it was so hot outside yes. and our parents were in town and <laughs> You know, all of our pictures are saved to the clouds. Like I, I've got, you know, the Google pics, every single picture I take or screenshot, it all gets sent automatically. And I'm over here like, it should be there. I've got all the pictures from, a, you know, around that day, you know, at, from the baseball game, you know, pictures of right. family and everything. But there is no picture of that. <laughs> so, well, you know, mind blown. Yes, mind very blown. Fairies are definitely real. Um, if you, it's a great time to work with the fairies. So if you do, we highly recommend that you leave an offering. Um, they, they do like their little <laughs> treats and offerings, crystals, anything bright, shiny, glittery, um, anything sweet like honey. Um, so if you do petition the Fae, make sure that you do leave them an offering in return. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool experience. I don't think any of us will ever forget it, even though we have no proof and no documentation. No evidence. Oh. 
they completely wiped it. Um, okay, Pamela also said that it's a great day for protection magic. Uh, anything done with intention to banish negative energy and strengthen inner power. Uh, it's the reminders from our grandmothers, their small rituals and superstitions. We all have our own ways of feeling safe and of warding off the adverse influences of the outside world. So yeah, definitely could do some protection magic that day for sure. Um, right. It is the longest day. And she also said it's the longest day and the shortest night of the year. Um, and it's the time that the goddess is now full and pregnant with child. And the sun God is in, is at the height of his vir virility, uh, this is the peak of the solar year and the sun is at the height of its life giving power. Absolutely. Um, and we'll get into some more of the traditions and um, beliefs, different, the beliefs and celebrations and, and the myths uh, and legends behind the day as well. Um, some other myth mythical creatures are the dragon, a phoenix, the selkies and a thunderbird. Um, animals are cattle and horse, as the cattle were uh, ran between, you know, by the bonfires to clean them um, and to keep them sacred. Um, there's also the bear, crab, goat, lion, octopus, otter, prairie dog, raccoon, eagle. The birds are the bluebird, which I have some of those out in the yard. Uh, duck, eagle, goldfinch. Uh, kingfisher, magpie, meadowlark, uh, owl, quail, robin, swallow, waxwing, woodpecker, which we have some of those as well, and the wren. Uh, and then the insects are the cicada. Oh, boy. <laughs> and the dragonfly, which actually we saw a dragonfly down at the creek when we were doing the gyms as well. It was a black. He looked to be all black. That's what I thought, but I'm like, no, that's definitely shaped like a dragonfly because I question mm -hmm. if it was. Yeah. It was, it was neat. It was very cool. It was very cool. I don't see dragonflies very often, and seeing that one was, that one was pretty neat. It came, like, really no close, too. Like, just, like, a foot or two away from my face at one point. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if you had seen it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so uh, it's estimated that the, the celebration is at least 10,000 years old. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. I do have um, some magical uh, intentions and things that you can, different types of spells that you would wanna do during this time, and we can talk about that, as well as uh, there's an incense that you can make especially for summer solstice, midsummer. Mm -hmm. um, and I do have um, a mixture that uh, was traditionally thrown into the bonfire um, before divination was done. Oh. Oh, Deanne said, I have a lot of dragonflies on me when I go to the lake and have one come find me one day. And in, in New Orleans, awesome. That is on our list. Yes. <laughs> New Orleans on the list. And um, when we make it there, we might have to go live. Oh, yeah. And let you, you guys from the on. cemetery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You check it out. Um, 
Oh, you know what? I don't know. We, we might could look at, we have talked about, um, once we get through this event, because don't forget you guys, if you are local to North Carolina, we will be at summer solstice in Greensboro on Saturday, uh, June 18th. Um, and so, uh, we would love for you to come out, say hi, check it out. Um, it's a pretty big festival in Lindley Park, but you can Google it if you're interested in coming and get all the information, direction, times, um, all of that stuff. But we would absolutely love for you guys to come out and say hi and see us. But we have talked about making some special blends, uh, new mm -hmm. herbal blends. Um, so I think that, you know, we, we don't have it right now in the shop, but um, look for it next year. I think we're going to start start doing more blends and different things for next year and we might get into more of the holiday mixes um along with like candles and soaps that would all go with the the wheel of the year um that would be available so it's 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 in the mix it's in the brains it's being brainstormed um it's just not fully in creation yet so uh but we do look forward to getting there soon we're just getting through this event and um Seeing how it goes, and then we'll look at restocking everything and shaking it up and mixing it up and offering some new products soon. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> awesome. All right, so let's jump into some of the different um, myths, and then we'll come back to the magic um, and ways to celebrate at the end. How's that? Okay. So you want to start off or? Um, well, okay. So it's what I've got, oh, um, I don't have a whole lot on like, the different myths and legends and I'm sure we'll overlap some, but I did want to mention that, um, and we talked about this yesterday, Stonehenge, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of controversy around Stonehenge. Like, what is it? Is it a calendar, a timepiece, an observatory, a ritual space, uh, Nobody really knows, right? It's still highly open to debate. But one thing is for sure that uh, when the sun rises on the morning of the summer solstice, the sun always falls upon the heel stone and it casts a lingering shadow um, through Stonehenge. So, and it's repeated uh, again on the evening at the sunset at winter solstice yep. so you know this is nobody really knows how old it is right but um it's cool that all these hundreds thousands possibly years later it still aligns um yeah that's what i had said you know the the ingenuity that you know the planning and just how it does fall in line that that blows my mind, you know? Yeah, it's super, super cool. And I actually think there's a place on Facebook that you can go watch live um, the sunrise on um, over Stonehenge on Summer Solstice. Uh, so go check that out. If I can find a link, I will add it. Um, so you guys can go check it out. I'll see if I can find the link. I better write it down so I don't forget. And uh, while you do that, um, I will say that um, from the view of the Sphinx in Egypt, the sun set, the sun square is set 
the sun sets squarely between the great pyramids of Khufu and Khafre uh, on Egypt's Giza Plateau on the summer solstice. So they aligned as well. They do align as well. Wow. That's super cool. Uh, right. Uh, to watch sunrise. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I am so fascinated. I, I know it's um, not necessarily our particular heritage, right? We're very Scottish, Irish, Celtic. Uh, it's, it's in our blood, right? We had our DNA yeah. done. And that's, it's always been what's interest, been of interest to us, right? It's like those old ways um, in, in that part of the world and those traditions. And so that's a lot of what we are drawn to and share. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I have always been fascinated by Egypt and the magic there as well. Always. I, I, I mean, the minute I was able to sign up for cable and get my own stuff or, you know, research, you know, where you could, you know, watch the programs online, you know, what you wanted it was all about Egypt, ancient Egypt. What, you know, what have they discovered? Um, was it Hassan or Hassan, the, the, um, the older gentleman that does the, uh, the, you know, the revealings and, uh, I think he's oh. the Egyptian cure, not the curator, but I think he's, uh, like head of antiquities. Okay. I can't remember what his name is, but if you've watched any remember. of the shows, you've seen him. Right, right. Yeah, I, I love the, the mysteries and the histories and, of course, the magic. Um, and the conspiracy theories. Yes, and the conspiracy theories, of course. Which then, again, we have the tie right back to England and, um, you know, all the uh, mystery schools and little underground cults, if you want to call them, <laughs> of the occult. Um so, I mean, I guess it makes sense, right, to have that that Egyptian appeal as well. But that's cool that the summer solstice aligns there as well. I did not know that. Um, yeah. yeah, Pamela said, Irish and Scottish has always been drawn to my beliefs, but I incorporate other things and other beliefs. And I feel that's what we, uh, I feel the need to do uh, what's good about making the craft your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. A lot of us have, you know, certain areas that maybe we're drawn to um, for whatever reason, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's just spiritually, if it's in your blood, if it's, you know, part of your, your family history. Um, but that's the cool thing, like she's saying, about making the craft your own. You can go explore and learn. And I think it's really interesting how we find um, across the world similarities. And these, mm -hmm. these celebrations and these beliefs and how things were, were looked at. I mean, I know like I did the crystal workshop, um, which is available on our website. You guys go check it out for free. It's also on the podcast. But when I was studying the crystals, um, these crystals had similar properties that were being used all across the world. And these, these, these cultures had no way of communicating, right? Like ancient China had no way of, of communicating with the Aztecs for example, right. but they use crystals for, with, for the same reasons. And they, for them, they carry the same properties. So it's super, super cool. We find that as well across these different cultures and religious beliefs. It's super, super cool um, to find the links. Mm -hmm. 
I, so, I, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so one of the and this is more on the, the Celtic lines, uh, is the the exchange between the Oak King and the Holly King. Do you want to talk to them on that? I don't have a whole lot on it, just that this is the time when there is that battle between the Oak King and the Holly King as they um, battle for, you know, this time and, and the sun and moving forward and that exchange that takes place as we move forward um, and into the descent of summer and light um, and we start towards the winter. Yeah, so I've got that uh, the Oak King is reportedly stronger. And so on the 21st of June, that's when he's crowned as the Oak King. Oh, hi, Janelle. Janelle. <laughs> hey, Janelle. Yeah, sometimes we can't see who you guys are. So thank you, Pam, Pamela. <laughs> Letting us know it was Janelle waved, and then I saw it in the comments. Thank you for joining. All right, what else do you have? Do you want to talk about any of the talk about some of the other things that you found? Okay, um, so there are actual uh, actually Christian ties to summer solstice, um, and it's actually called Saint John's Day to commemorate to commemorate the birth of Saint John, uh, which is also the Saint John's Word. Uh, you know, that yes. ties in with there to commemorate him. Um, for the Greek, ancient Greeks um, in, in their old calendars, that was actually the start of the new year. And that was, oh. of course, before we moved to the new calendar. And was it Gregorian calendar? Um, mm. when, when we moved away from that. Um, Cronia was a festival celebrating Cronus, the god of agriculture. Um and that was, uh, there were actual, it, that was a Greek holiday that was around the summer solstice. Um, and that's when everything would get turned on its heads. So, you know, they had slavery back then. Well, on that day, the, the slaves would become the masters and the masters would serve the slaves. So it, it was just turning everything on its head day. Topsy-turvy. Uh, Topsy-turvy. Um, so in the days leading up to summer solstice, uh, the ancient Romans celebrated Vestalia, um, which is, of course, in honor of their goddess or, yeah, their goddess Vesta of the heart. Uh, during Vesta, Vestalia, married women could enter the temple of Vesta and leave offerings to the goddess in exchange for blessings for their family. Amazing. Oh, um, but then again, summer solstice was celebrated in China and, um, it's actually associated with the yin or the feminine force. Okay. Um, and then let's see for Vikings, it was a day when legal matters would be discussed and resolved. Oh, all right. So, and they, that was yeah, considered part of their... Mm -hmm. That was considered one of their most crucial times, but it makes sense. If you're getting together for festivals and uh, everything that you would also just, you know, resolve any type of legal disputes uh, right. going on about that time. Um, 
And then Native Americans, some tribes actually celebrated summer solstice um, and are still practiced today. Um, And said the Sioux have a ceremonial sun dance around a tree while wearing symbolic colors. I love that. Right. Um, And then uh, let's see over here. I've got the... Druids uh, believe that, you know, it was kind of a lessening between the worlds. Um, Let's see. Oh, the Irish Celts, uh, they called it uh, Grania, Grania, who, she was both the winter queen and solar sun goddess. So... Well, that makes sense because, again, that goes back to the duality of, you know, the summer solstice, winter solstice, that fire and ice. Very cool. Hey, Erin. Hey, Erin. So that was kind of of the other beliefs and practices that I had, you know, from other cultures. Cool. So Um, it was valued by by a lot of people uh, different groups very diverse right well and it was from what I was able to find it was like the time period that was really sacred leading up to the beginning of the harvest Mm -hmm. so this was like the time to to celebrate that peak and that abundance and really ask um for the prosperity and the abundance and, and, you know, bring in, you know, that everything would be there and have a good harvest um, and bring in all that, that prosperity, because if you didn't have a good harvest, you aren't going to make it through the winter. (laughs) Right. And come spring, you should have been planting your crops. So now you're waiting for your crops to grow. So you're praying, you know, that nothing's going to happen between then and, and when you can harvest. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Summer Fest is a good time to handle many matters uh, because everybody was in a good mood. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a good time. Um, I would say, unless you're me, because this summer heat's just killing me. I, I came <laughs> back alive in the fall. I, I, I hibernate during the summer. It, it, it's pretty hot. I know I'm wearing a sweater, but that's because I freeze inside and in the, in the air conditioning for those watching live. For like, why know, I've got a jacket on. I'm in the coldest room in our house, and we're trying to trying to keep the whole house cool. <laughs> it's crazy. Need more trees. So, we have a lot of trees, so it stays cool. Um, okay, so the summer solstice was considered sacred to the Celtic goddess Danu, uh, or Anu, um, as she was alternately known. And as goddess, she would bestow fertility, prosperity, and abundance. And her followers would circle her sacred ground of, I'm going to totally slaughter how you say this, Kanak uh, Ane. It is C N O C and then A I N E. Okay. So they would circle this, this sacred area um, carrying torches of straw and hay. And they would wave the torches over themselves, their cattle, and their crops. Um, And they were, again, asking her for her blessing and her aid um, 
for all that fertility, prosperity, and abundance. Um, so let's see, we talked about that it is, it's the time of, you know, it's the peak of the sun and then starting the day after summer solstice is when the nights get smaller or the nights get longer and the days get shorter. Um, and it's that time of the, the Oak King. And he begins to look at passing his reign over to the Holly King who presides over the waning uh, of the rest of the year as we wane towards uh, the winter seasons. So there's a, a lot of, of legends um, and myths around this time. There's Celtic, Greek, Roman. Um, there's a, a lot of them out there. Um, and some of them were, they were fighting over, uh, you know, who's going to have control over the rest of the season. And it kind of goes back to that Oak King, Holly King. Uh, you had mentioned uh, the celebration of, of John the Baptist as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at, at this time we've got, um, you know, the, 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 the birth of John the Baptist is celebrated. And then at the counterpart, which is the, the winter solstice used Yule time, we look at the celebration of the birth of Christ. So again, you have that exchange of power from John the Baptist to, to Jesus the Christ. And it's almost, uh, is like a throwback or a call out to that exchange of the, the Oak King and the Holly King. So you know, I'm borrowing an exchange of power. I never made that correlation because it was, it was, Jesus didn't come into his preaching or, you know, um, he didn't begin until he was baptized by John the Baptist. So I suppose right. you could look at that as John the Baptist giving Jesus the power and control. So much correlation. Oh, yeah. Much, much, much. Uh, when, when you go and study the the history, which is what what we love, uh, mm -hmm. of any religion uh, that you're a part of, go study the history, go study the roots, and you'll start to make lots of connections. Um, but I thought that that was a very interesting one, um, that there was that, that exchange, just like the Oak and Holly King, which are, are very old. You know, they're very right. old, cel celebrated uh, gods. Um, and, you know, it's, it's also, this is also the time of the green man, right? And like the, the, the beer and the barley and the, the feasting and the, the celebrating. And, you know, this is that, that really joyous celebration time. Right. Um, and then you have things like uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream uh, that Shakespeare wrote about. And it was a night of mischief and magic and the fairies playing tricks. And um, again, going back to those wishes being granted and anything can happen. Every, all things magical. It's, it's a very magical night. It's always... Midsummer's Eve has always been considered sacred and, and magical. Um, so while you can definitely do rituals in the morning as the sun rises uh, and 
that was a really big part as well of, of the ancient cultures was the sunrise festivals. Because everything right. would start at the sunrise. Um, and it being the longest day of the year, those celebrations would last all day long. And then it was like when the sun went down, that's when all, you know, the mischief and uh, stuff started to take place. And, it, you know, the faith folk would really, were believed to get magical. And, you know, you could play with them, you could dance with them, you could ask them for their favors. Um, so it's a really, it's just a fun time. It really is. I really hope that everybody can really just play the magic, feel the magic, because it's, it's there. Um, okay, so I had mentioned some of the uh, celestial uh, constellations that you can see in the sky around midsummer. So here's right. a couple that you want to look for um, is Hercules. Okay. So his constellation can be seen. Um, you can also see Draco, the celestial dragon. And hmm. he is directly north of Hercules. Um, and the head of the dragon lies just beneath the hero's feet then its body undulates between ursa minor and ursa major uh in a serpentine pattern so he like writhes and wiggles through the sky so there's draco that's d-r-a-c-o so look for him look for uh hercules uh and let's see the other one was corona borealis Okay, the yeah. Northern, the Northern Crown. Um, that can be seen. So um, it says if you turn to face the north, uh, and this is going to be lying just west of Hercules. Well, find I was going to. Seven stars curving upwards, and that's what it is. I don't know if you can see. Oh, yeah, a little bit I can see. Yeah, it's picking up me and looking through it. So I'm yeah. just trying to get it. So as you look around, you can see, of course, it's showing it through me, but it will show right. you the different constellations. And um, so I don't know, what was that? Pegasus or there was one. So this is showing everything that's behind me. And it'll give you the names and so as you turn it, you keep getting the different. And I love how it puts the pictures on there. So you can right. see where they're getting the constellations from. Right. Uh, but What's it's, the name of that app for people? Okay. So the name of the app is Skyview. Um, there is a free version and there is a paid version. I think the paid version wasn't but just a few dollars. Um, it does play music as you're looking. It's like celestial music. Um, <laughs> but if you don't like it, just turn the volume down. Um, but it, it is a lot of fun, you know, just going out into the night because you can line everything up and you can really, it's really helped my kids uh, figure out the constellations and, you know, the different planets. It'll show you the planets and it's It'll show you space trash too. Like, no, that's just a piece of trash. 
That's just a satellite out there floating around. Just a satellite. Just a piece of trash. Big <laughs> So funny. But yeah, so get if you guys want to, get the app and uh, go out on Midsummer's Eve and check out the constellations that are available to be seen. Um, okay, so what else? Um, we, we mentioned it was a bonfire festival. And yes. so on Midsummer's Eve that evening, so bonfires were an important feature of the Midsummer celebration, the ancient sax tradition of the fire of necessity or need fire uh, involved constructing a huge bonfire ignited by friction, never oh. from fuel nor spark from an existing fire. So this was a brand new fire, no fuel, no prior spark. <laughs> I wonder oh, how long, yeah, I wonder how long that, that took. Um, but the flames were thought to ward off evil spirits. And the higher the flames, the further away evil would be driven. And also any food cooked over the knee fire was believed to have special healing properties. So what you're saying is we need to start a fire and uh, do some cooking? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it's I actually it's a great night for that. I know um, it, I where we where we are in the world um summer solstice will be on two next tuesday um mm -hmm. the the 21st um hey, ariel. So you, oh well hi ariel look she said i'm game for a bonfire um so i mean we might could do it you know i don't know how how hot it's going to be hopefully it's not going to be raining um but it would be cool to do some rituals and celebrate the summer solstice Okay, or we have a workaround and we find someone with a gas stove and cook with flame on a gas stove. <laughs> that that could be a workaround. If you don't have the option to, um, you know, build a bonfire or, you know, the other option is to build a fire in your fireplace, which I know sounds a little crazy in the middle of summer, but it's an option. I'm all about options. Um you know, the one thing that I was reading is that a lot of the, uh, ooh, Ariel's got a flat grill. Um, the one thing I was reading is that you can do a lot of the same traditions that you do at, um, at Beltane do follow yeah. through into summer solstice. So, you know, once again, you're seeing the Maypole, um, a, a lot of, uh, traditions or people have, have carried that through to doing those during summer solstice. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of, you know, uh, love magic and, you know, yeah. marriages again. So, yeah. you know, you're looking at, you know, spring and summer is the time to get married, to start your families. Um, and that goes back to the fire magic um, mm -hmm. episode that we did. Like, all of that can be again incorporated um, into summer solstice. But you know, the, staying warm back then, you know, in the winters, you know, I could see get, wanting to get married during the summer because it's cold and you need someone right. to snuggle with. I gotta snuggle up. Um, but there was uh, um, one 
some European traditions included setting a large wheel on fire and then rolling it down a hill into a body of water. Yes, I did see that. And so there again, you've got the, um, the fire and water, mm -hmm. you know, or fire and ice. Um, so I was trying to see uh, if I could find any other fun little uh, things here. I know we talked about um, some of the herbs and um, things used. It's also a good time to get out in your garden, do some um, some garden magic if you are a garden witch. Um, it's a good time to bring flowers inside. You can decorate your altar with the different flowers um, from your garden. Um, if you are a gardener, you know, I could definitely see doing some kind of a morning ritual out in your garden uh, during the sunrise for sure. Um, you know, to celebrate that morning. Um, where wearing herbs that day I can't, i'm looking for wearing herbs and flowers we're supposed to bring uh for a good thing right also like wearing the crown of flowers um that was popular just like at beltane um mm -hmm. to, to wear those here is a <laughs> for those who are interested here is a midsummer sangria slush um, and this is recommended by the wonderful Miss Ellen Dugan in her Seasons of Witchery book. Love Ellen. Uh, yes. Uh, okay, so here is her Midsummer Sangria Slush. It is a one eight ounce can of crushed pineapple, two and a half cups of dry red wine, one and a half cups of orange juice, a half cup of lemon juice, and a half a cup of sugar. You blend all that up, and then you freeze it. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then you can scoop it out. Um, and almost do like a, do like snow cones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, scoop it out and eat it like a snow cone. Or you can re-blend re it to get smoother again. Oh, Erin's so funny said that we're having a bonfire this coming weekend. Yes, girl, that is, it is the weekend of bonfires. Yes, celebrate that summer solstice. Heck yeah. So that that actually sounded pretty good. <laughs> I also know you guys in the group, uh, Pamela posted uh, a little witchy brew that you guys can check out. Um, it looked really good. Um, I think it would be wonderful over ice. It had a bunch of the citrus fruits in it. All right. So. Kind of thinking um, of sex on the beach or a Bahama mama. Yes. <laughs> Those are uh, some favorites. Absolutely. I like, um, I like the Bahama mama. I also like a good pina colada from time to time. I like a pina colada, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, no, like I said, time to time. Definitely the Pama Mama, though. Those are good. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so here is a midsummer uh, spell to bless your family or coven. Um, and this is also from Ellen Dugan, so I will share it in case you guys want to do it. So you would use a 
lunar candle and a solar candle. So you're going to use a silver candle for your lunar candle and a gold candle um, for your solar candle. And um, she said you could even do the floating candles and put them in the water. Oh, that, that incorporates the fire in the... Yeah, the I fire like in the idea. water again. Um, you don't really see a lot of floating candles anymore, but I really like them. But she says you could also put them in like an outdoor garden fountain um, hmm. or even in a large cauldron. That would be cool. Um, and that doing it at night would be really pretty especially if they're floating around like that. Yeah. And a bird bath, that would be really pretty. Actually, I've got one of those and that would be yes, pretty cool to do. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, you carve uh, a crescent moon into the silver candle and the sun symbol into uh, the gold candle. And if you're not using floating ones, you can just place them in their, their uh, candle holders. Um, and then you can add fresh white flowers for the moon or yellow and yellow flowers for the sun. And then here's the charm. The enchanting season of summer has now begun. By the combination of sun and moon, this spell is fun. In this time of the summer solstice, great magic is all around. The lunar energy of Cancer the crab will also be found. Bless my family and coven with this celestial energy. Bring happiness and love to all, as I will it, so mote it be. It's a cute little charm. I, yeah. I like it too. So you guys want to give it a try. Okay, now I did promise a couple of things. Um, I promised, uh, oh, okay, so this is a fun mixture that you can throw in your bonfire, you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and this this mixture, uh, you want to really grind it up really well uh, and powder it if, if possible. Um, and it's a mixture of yarrow, vervain, fur, and St. John's wort. So you want those dried and then powdered. And this would be thrown into the bonfire before uh, some divination, fire divination was performed. So uh, I know we talked about before, like throwing the different herb mixtures into the fire and seeing all the cool things that, that can be done. And that, uh, we mentioned those in our our uh, fire magic episode. Um, let's check it out. Well, didn't you say it was the pumpkin pie spice? Yes. It's another one that it has a really uh, magical effect in your fire. So, um, okay. So another thing, uh, gathering dew in the morning of the summer solstice was also popular just like in Beltane. Mm -hmm. um, and but it, this was used for um, health and continued happiness and you could use it um, and empower it and uh, for your spells throughout the year as well. Um, and you could also use it to make holy water. Okay. Yeah. Uh, branches of birch were cut and hung above the doorways for protection at this time. Um, and then we talked about the, the fire mixture before the divination. Um, and then I had the, um, the midsummer incense. So you guys want to make your own incense blend. It's a mixture of chamomile, lavender, mugwort, and rose petals. So if you have, if you have, um, purchased our herbs 
especially if you purchase the full herb set, you have all of those. <laughs> you have all of those. They are powdered and ready to go. Uh, you could mix those up and put them on a, a charcoal disc. And then you have your nice little incense. Okay, uh, some other things that you can do, you can use a green or white altar cloth on your altar and you can burn some blue and yellow candles and that would celebrate, um, you know, bring in those colors associations to celebrate the solstice. Um, and of course, decorate with the fresh herbs and flowers uh, on your altar. Uh, you can tie tiny bells and ribbons to your wand mm -hmm. and use it to cast your circle and do your magic. And that would also um, bring in the Fey folk. So if you wanted to work with the Fey, that would be a good thing to add for working with the Fey. Um, it's also a good time to, of course, prepare for your harvest. Um, so doing any kind of abundance work. And then it's also a good time for doing random acts of kindness. We'll bring you, um, if you want the, the gods to smile upon you, go out that day and perform random acts of kindness. Well, I think uh, you random also, acts of kindness should be performed all the time. Well, yes, yes. But it's a, it's a day that it was done traditionally, I guess, because everybody right. was celebration mode. So everybody was just being extra kind to each other. Like um, and if you, do what? Kind of like at Christmas. Right. Again, and we have that counterpart being mm -hmm. the winter solstice. So again, that, that gift giving, that random act of kindness, um, you see that, that throwback and that similarity there. So definitely very cool. Um, you can also well, jump over the bonfire to bring in good health and good luck for the rest of the year. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, I th you know, talking about, you know, the, the, the Christmas to the, um, you know, summer solstice the you know, you scare your kids during the summer because, you know, you don't want Krampus to get you. So behave. And so, but then the converse, you know, on, on summer solstice is, you know, you want to be blessed with luck. So go do something kind. Right. So one, the fear tactic, I don't want to get eaten by Krampus. <laughs> yeah, at Yule. And then go do something good at, at summer solstice to be blessed. Right. Of course, I'm not going to well, lie. I, I love Santa. So I definitely believe in Santa, uh, not so much Krampus. So you can incorporate Krampus because then when Santa quits working, you'd be like, oh, Krampus will get your butt. Calm Santa down. Never, Santa never quits working. Santa doesn't go on vacation. No, Ever. but eventually one one day your kid's going to be like, um, yeah, uh, I don't care if I get any presents from Santa. I'm wanting to go do this and I'm acting a fool. And then my kid will not get presents from Santa, but by gosh, I will. <laughs> You're like, oh, you like my presents from Santa? You should have behaved. <laughs> Maybe next year Santa will see you. Right. All right. So let's quickly run through um, the gods and goddesses. So we come back to that. So we have the goddesses, uh, again, are Danu or Anu, uh, Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. Um, Phoebe, Anae, and 
I'm going to totally slaughter this and I apologize, but it's uh, Amaterasu. And, but then there's also uh, Grogne. Yes. So um, I'll try to get some of all this info posted up as well. Um, the gods I have are Apollo, Balder, the dog, Dag, Dagda. I'm, I'm sure I'm not saying that right. D-A-G-D-A. -A. Uh, father, son, the green man, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, Helios, Jupiter, Loki, Lou, uh, Mithras, Nurgle, Ra, uh, Surya, Thor, and Zeus. Zeus. Those are the gods at this time. Um, okay, so things that different kinds of uh, magic and ritual that you can do on summer solstice. You want to do spells for agriculture, um, any kind of changes that you want to make, so any kind of improvement that you want. Um, what did okay, wait, Aaron said, I have never done that, Courtney, straight up. I like most what? What did you what? I missed something can't remember. You know I'm in the moment. Oh, thank you, Erin. Amada Rusu. She's a Japanese sun goddess. I love her. Thank you for sharing that, Erin. I really hope I said the name right. And I apologize for if I totally just did not do it right. Okay. Um, I think you did better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there. I'm a what? <laughs> Right. Some of these are really hard. Um, especially so hard. When, you just, when you read them and you never, um, you know, like hear them pronounce. So it's all in your head and it's like you don't know that you're saying it wrong because somebody says. <laughs> oh, good. Aaron said I said it right. Thank you. Um, okay. It's our darn English tongue. Right. You can't wrap it around some of this stuff. Well, and the southern accent too, to a degree. Um, Okay, so divination, of course, is popular on summer solstice and it's midsummer eve. Uh, discour uh, not discouragement. I'm so sorry, you guys. Encouragement spells. <laughs> not discouragement. Encouragement. Uh, Whitney's been drinking. <laughs> I've not been drinking. Not yet. We just were talking about them going. They sound good. Um, any kind of spell work for endings. Anything that you want to end would be a good time especially as the sun sets would be a good time to do spells for things you want to end. Um, fertility, friendship, growth, increase, life, light, love, manifestation, marriage, uh, nurture, patience, power, protection, purification. Um, if you're wanting to do spell work for your purpose, um, strength, success, uh, any kind of spell work regarding the other world or underworld would be, uh, this would be a good time. And then also unity, uh, any kind of spells for visions and warmth. So those are some spells that you can do. Okay. Uh, we talked about collecting the dew. You can begin your ritual at dawn. That's an option as well. Uh, work magic for partnerships and unions. That's very popular. Uh, it, oh, and you can incorporate the legend of the scent into your ritual if you want to. And that's where, you know, on the other, the, the day after summer solstice, 
when that light starts to get smaller again. Um, you can study hex signs and paint one, uh, adding its empowerment to your ritual. You can build your own stone of circles. Stone of circles. Circle of stones. Circles. <laughs> you guys, I'm losing it now. I just got all kinds of loopy here for some reason. It was talking about the drink. Oh, Aaron said I meant to say I loved most of my Christmas gifts, minus a few. Oh, okay, okay. Now I'm with you. Um, okay, so yes, you can build your own circle of stones, uh, you know, and that might be your invitation to some fairies to come play. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and then going back to the wheel that you were talking about. So. Yeah. This is a throwback to the wheel that was set on fire and rolled into a body of water. Uh, you can glue eight candle cups to a wheel and use it as a centerpiece for your ritual. And then you can empower each candle for special wishes or for overall good fortune. I like that. And you've seen um, some places have like the wagon wheels or wheels, you know, with the lights and them. Um, yeah, I like those. I do too. I do too. That's and I think like that's wagon wheel, right? And I think um, doing this is kind of you know a nod at um, the will of the year, and where you're talking about like at one point uh, the calendar actually started at summer solstice. So very cool. Um, but no, I do like that idea of having that that wheel and the, the eight pieces and using that as your centerpiece on your um, your altar and then empowering each candle for a wish. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So Aaron oh, was wow. saying. I didn't know. Okay, so Aaron's saying that she had a, a Matarasu Barbie doll. Which again mm -hmm. is that Egyptian sun goddess. I did not know there was such a thing. <laughs> she said, I've never forgot. She said her mom took it and added it to her 300 plus Barbie doll collection. She said, I, I've never forgotten about it. And I haven't fully forgiven her for it yet either. <laughs> did I say Egyptian sun goddess? Did I misspeak? Japanese. Japanese sun goddess. I'm just saying all the wrong stuff right now, you guys. This is crazy. Maybe it's time to get off because I'm like totally messing up my speech. I did want to mention, uh, okay, I did. I said Egyptian. No, it is definitely a Japanese sun goddess. Whew. My words, I'm getting tongue-tied here at the end of this, this episode, you guys. I apologize. Um, okay. Oh, one last thing I want to mention. We were talking about the uh, the Egyptian stuff earlier, though. Um, I was meditating this morning, and Anubis dropped in. So, Ooh. I know. So, that was interesting. i got to do some more research on, on what's up with Anubis and why he dropped in. But, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought I would share that. Um, so, that was from my meditation this morning. Very interesting. And then we started talking about uh, the Egyptian stuff on the podcast today. So very cool. Um, all right, you guys, I'm getting tongue tied. I think that's it. I think we covered everything we want to talk about. We gave you the properties. We gave you some myths. We gave you some things to do and check out some different ways that you can celebrate. Uh, and we hope you will. 
and definitely get magical on that day. And get um, on the chat and uh, let us know about some, you know, recipes, foods, anything that you're going to be doing. What do you have planned? Yeah, we would love to hear from you, especially in the group. Let us know what you guys are, are doing to celebrate summer solstice. Um, no, Erin, I have not ever worked with an Egyptian god or goddess. So it was just interesting that I was meditating and Anubis dropped in. That was he very He is the random. god of the dead. Yes. Yes, he is. So, uh, yeah, it was it was very interesting. So I, I, I need to sit with him more and say, uh, you know, why are you here and, and what do you need from me? <laughs> what can I do? Maybe you're for you supposed to be doing necromancy. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, I will try to meditate and find out. I will keep you guys posted. <laughs> we'll see how this progresses. But yes, okay. So, sister, would you like to tell everybody where to find us? Oh, well, you can find us at thewitchsource.com. And we have, you know, lots of blog posts. You can see all of our wares and make purchases from there. But you can also find us on Facebook. We're at the Witch Source. But we also have our uh, society page, Witch Source Society. And that's where you can get in and do the chats and, you know, really get to know other people, have your questions answered. So it's a great community to get together and get to know other witches grow and build your your practice we are also on youtube and instagram check it out uh and i know if you joined me for uh witchy talk last friday we were talking about some magical mindset and mm -hmm. if you go to our pinterest which we don't talk about much um i did get those added up so you'll see a section called Magical Mindset. So if you wanted to pick one for each morning to help start your morning off magically, uh, that is there as well. You can go check it out. So I think that is everything. Uh, I will be back Friday night for uh, Witchy Talk. Um, depending on what time my sister is coming over Friday, she may or may not be there. I don't know. May or may not. I don't know. Uh, we do have, uh, again, Saturday, come see us. We'd love to have you uh, stop by and say hi. Again, we'll be in Greensboro, North Carolina at Summer Solstice. Uh, we will be in it's what, a big event. It's a big event. We're talking three to 5,000 people. So it, it is a big to-do, and they do have a bonfire at the end of the night once the sun sets. So, you know, yes. definitely, if you are in the area, come and see us. And if you come and see us and say you heard about us on, you know, our podcast, let us know and we'll get you 10% off there while you're shopping. Yes. If you uh, hear us, oh, hello puppies. If you heard us on the podcast, if you're in the group or have joined us on Facebook, let us know that you uh, love us and that's how you heard about us and we will we'll get you that 10% off. We should be in the Lindley Park Field area, just FYI. So if you're searching for us, that's where we should be. Um, we don't have our exact spot yet that will be in that general area. All right, you guys, that's it. Uh, yes, Erin, I would agree. It makes me a little bit nervous, too. That's why I said I got to sit in meditation and see. Um, how can I help you, sir? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, you guys, that's it for us. We hope you enjoyed this and have found it helpful. And uh, again, get in the group. Let us know what you're doing, uh, how you're celebrating. And... 
also ask your questions give us your comments feedback if you have a show request let us know we'd be happy to do those we do have a couple show requests that we uh, will be coming up with in the next few weeks so mm -hmm. look forward to that if you've sent us a request um we will we'll, we will be getting to it soon <laughs> yes all right that's it for us you guys have a great evening uh and happy summer solstice bye, bye. Stay magical.